Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name is Louie. My name is Preston. We are reporting one last time from the trap house. Yeah, soon we will be in the trap home. Yeah. New and improved. Which is exciting, new beginnings. Every beginning is an ending of something else. Facts. As Confucius said, I believe, that's what he said. Nothing will ever be the same. So, we are here with special guest, Gloomy the Dog. Just vibing. We got both mascots in the studio with us today, giving us strength. This will be Axel's last episode. Yeah. Unless you want to bring that mug over in a little I might. baggie. In a little fishbowl. Axel, say hi. Axel, say hi. He's just staring at the wall. He's giving us a tough time. Yeah, he's tired of the bullshit. He really is. He's going to say, you know, fucking finally. Yeah, I'd be tired of listening to us. Turn off my air for two hours at a time, goddammit. Not only turning off his air, but forcing him to listen to the psychological drama in our mind. What's on the docket this week? Uh, there's a bunch of different ways we can go, as usual. Uh... The most interesting thing I heard this week, I think, is what we should go with. Okay. So there's this YouTube channel I watch called Josh Pate, Late Night Kick with Josh Pate. It's like I've a podcast. never heard of this man. Uh, you wouldn't have. It's a college football show. Okay. Whenever I talk about sports on here, it's always like, you know, if I'm the audience and our audience is kind of nerdy, kind of yeah, you know, yeah. unique, it's like, why the fuck would I want to care about this? I think There's drama in the sports industry, though. Yeah, that's entertaining. I, I think that it is entertaining sometimes, just off of the, like, yeah. the shock bullshit. value. Yeah. And I've also explained this before. I think a lot of times it can be a microcosm mm-hmm. for the greater society that's on the biggest scale because it's, you know... Yeah, Everything's on camera, everything's reporting this, reporting that. So, the most interesting saga that's happened with college sports in general has been NIL money, which has just been a development the past couple of years where basically student-athletes still aren't getting paid for the sport, but they're able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Which basically just means, you know... You can sell out and get some cash that way. You can have your face on billboards, you can... Endorse shit, whatever. And so, because of that, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of student-athletes making a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And it's kind of perfectly coincided... With this quote-unquote transfer portal era that we're in now. So, basically, you have a whole different team every year mm-hmm. because everyone's transferring somewhere else. And NIL has been a big contributing factor to that because... Oh, shit, yeah. Because you could be good at Louisville, for example, and then someone at Texas A&M, you know, they got oil money and shit. They're like, hey... We'll give you a million dollars to do what you did over there, over here. And kids are loyal. I think I think that it's a misnomer that people are saying, oh, the kids just have no loyalty yeah, they just or want respect that bag. for the... If you were 18, 19 years old, Especially and someone said... been good to you. Yeah. And someone said, here, here's a million dollars to come to our school yeah. and do exactly the same thing that you did over there. I'm saying bet. Yeah. You know what I mean. On Josh Pate, he was talking about how he had a conversation with a bunch of different key players in college football, whether it be advertisers, you know, GM, stuff like yeah. that. The the NIL shit is officially at a breaking point where something needs to change. Otherwise, it's just unsustainable what they're doing right now. Yeah. And part of the reason that it's unsustainable is the way the schedule is because transfer portal opens at the end of the semester but because of that people are transferring before bowl games people are transferring before championship games people are you know getting the fuck out of there before the season's even really over right so that's fucking crazy that people like you know, Nick Saban have to 
come up with a game plan for the championship, but they also have to be actively recruiting his own players to stay with yeah. him. Yeah. Really, you should just be focusing on that fucking game. And because of that, we've gotten some bad bowl games. For example, the Orange Bowl is like the the bowl, the primetime bowl if you're not in the playoffs. Right. You know what the score was of that game? It was 63-3. to Oh, my God. It was an absolute drumming. Yeah. Because there were all these transfers. All these players were mad that they didn't get into the playoffs. So they were like, well, fuck this, man. I'm going to go somewhere else where my talents are appreciated. Damn. So that's why advertisers are getting involved, too. Because they're like, we're paying all this money for it to be, you know, the Capital One Orange Bowl or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, right. All of these bowls have corporate affiliate sponsors that are basically putting it on. And they're not getting fucking good product anymore. It's outside of, like, the the top of the top tier. There's just... It's just a bunch of bullshit. So yeah. here's what he's saying is probably going to happen. To make it where... The transfer portal and NIL actually work, mm-hmm. we might finally be at the point where we're going to see actual employment. We're about to see college players actually getting paid by the university yeah. to play football. Because of that, you know, you'd have to sign a contract, say, I'm here for this many years, Mm -hmm. and if I'm not here for this many years, you know, you have to buy out of it. But because of that, that also comes with it a union. Mm -hmm. There is potentially the unionization of college sports players in general, but also college football players because they're all all of a sudden getting paid. And when they're starting to get paid, it's like, okay, do I get a fucking insurance do i get 401k mm-hmm. like what are we doing here it's just crazy that we're finally nil has just been dipping our toe in the I think water it could be just like how scholarships function at universities where it's saying you know you maintain these grades you're here for this long and school's being paid for and you get this like because there are scholarships like that where it's like you get this lump sum every semester to do what you want with it. Yeah. You know? That way it's not just like an egregious payout. It's more so almost salaried. You know, yeah. like you're getting it this this much for this amount of time if you yeah. meet the parameters. Yeah, the terms would be laid out. And when they do that, when... Because, th- like you said, they kind of do that now, but not really because it's just supposed to cover like food and yeah. housing, that's the most that they can put up. Yeah. Legally, that's the most they can put up. So we're finally getting to the point where all these billions of dollars that these universities are making and giving none of it to the people who are actually getting paid to see. We're not there to see the fucking university. We're there to see the athletes and yeah. stuff that make the game fun. We're finally going to see some revenue sharing. We're finally going to see... Because what did that be some shit to be like? Okay, you're our star. We're going to give you like 1% of whatever the football team makes. That'd be a great contract. And that would be a fucking lot. Yeah. And that would also give you incentive to, you know, play better, win games. As opposed to just saying, okay, here you go. Because the transfer portal has just gotten crazy. Louisville's benefited from it. Yeah. But the portal giveth and the portal taketh <laughs> away. Because we have, at, at this moment, we have 20 new players transferring in, but we also have 20 players transferring <laughs> out. So, because yeah. it's such a fucking carousel, everyone's just burnt out. Everyone just has... It could there's be no, tough, though, because, I mean, depending on what the... Sc- Schools themselves are able to pay. Yeah, you know for sure. I think I think a lot of the major universities are going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, also depending on what contracts look like, you know. Yeah, I think who might get the most fucked are like the big colleges with 
shitty programs. Yeah. Like a team like Vanderbilt is a SEC team and they're fucking terrible. And because they're in the SEC, it's probably going to be like a conference thing that it's yeah. going to be a type of employment with the conference yes, as opposed and to standardized the school. across. So that's well and good for Alabama, who has a trillion dollars off yeah. of football, but a school like Vanderbilt might be like, hey guys. Uh, no one really wants to watch us, mm-hmm. and we have to pay an absorbent amount of money just to exist, just to do shit. Yeah. So, it, it seems like all this is going to happen in the next year, because Crazy. because they have a new playoff format next year, where it's going to be 12 teams instead of 4 teams. The actual, like, contract and stuff just doesn't even exist yet, so they have to yeah. figure all this shit out. It's kind of a sink or swim moment for the sport. So, it's just crazy. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy that we're about to see a ton of fucking change, and people don't even this know it. It's kind of know. one of those things that some people didn't think would ever really happen. Yeah. You know? So that is just kind of a crazy change for that whole industry. Yeah, especially if you told me a few years ago when... Name and image and likeness wasn't even a thing. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just watched a documentary about Johnny Manziel, who was Johnny Football in like 2012. He played for A&M and he was just a superstar in the documentary. He's partying with like Drake and <laughs> Jamie Foxx and shit like that. He was, he was a huge culture mo- moment. Yeah, for sure. He couldn't get paid from the sport. But what he did behind the scenes, he was working with these people where he sat in a hotel room autographing shit for, like, hours. Sure. And then they would send him a code to a safe and he would get, like, 30 grand for it, <laughs> which is fucking pennies on the dollar compared to what they get now. I yeah. Mean, some of these kids get high six figures yeah. now. But he got in trouble with the NCAA when he eventually got caught for doing that. It was like, you're not allowed to make money off of your autograph. Which is stupid. Which is fucking insane. Cause yeah. you're you don't telling, own me. You're telling me... I just go to school here, dude. You're telling me what I can and can't do. But in Out, docu- Offside, like, outside the fucking parameters of their fucking yeah. sports contract too really yeah you, you don't own what i do maybe i'm not gonna sit at the fucking game afterwards and like sign shit and make money that way but i'm not even fucking there right now yeah right you know right that's like if if you had your boss you know say that you weren't representing yourself well outside of work and yeah. tried to discipline you like you did something at work yeah you know which is fucking stupid because you're not even there you don't even... There's no obligation yeah, I'm outside. Off yeah, I'm off the clock. And just the way that they owned you like that... Yeah, it's so stupid. It's crazy when you think about it. And in the documentary, they were very open about, you know, how everyone was trying to pay them for different shit, specifically autographs, because they were like, this isn't even illegal. This is a fucking legal thing to do. It's just yeah. something that the NCAA doesn't want us to do yeah, for literally. whatever reason. There's no... Yeah, the fact that they really have no ground to stand on for that. Can you imagine being like... Give you a recent example, like Lamar Jackson, the one of the biggest yeah. quarterbacks in recent years in college. That was before that. He didn't get paid, except for maybe under the table. Oh, dude, he could have been making... So he's stacks. probably looking back at that and being like, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. Seeing you know, B-list quarterbacks getting six figures. Mm-hmm. He's probably like, oh my God. Well, he's probably not like that because he's, he's probably, making you know, a fuck ton of money in the NFL. But imagine if you're someone like Johnny Manziel yeah. who doesn't have a career in the NFL and, and you're just like, well, I just forfeited any chance to make money in my prime years to be able to do that. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And now we're finally going to see them being fucking employees. So I just thought that was crazy. No, that'll be interesting because it'll definitely affect like the whole industry. And it won't only affect like football. You know, it's like 
fuck if one sport's getting paid. Other sports might not make as much, but, you know, there's some schools where the basketball program significantly yeah. bigger than the football program, and they're going to expect something as well if they're making more money for the school. That's going to be where it gets interesting because there's the whole thing about equity versus equality mm-hmm. in sports. So there's the whole thing about, you know, women's basketball needs to have the same resources as men's basketball when in most cases the men's basketball team makes significantly more than the women's team. Yeah. It's not true at fucking University of Louisville because no one's going to the men's basketball games right mm-hmm. now. But it's just going to be interesting and to see. And we have a decent like, women's team like we have for a few years. Oh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, are they going to have to pay the female basketball players like they do the men's basketball mm-hmm. players? Is it going to be some shit that's politicized just for people totally to get be. more money? Is it going to be, you know... You were saying that it's a microcosm, and it is interesting that, like, sports news is like regular news where it is on 24-7. Yeah. There's somebody always reporting on what the fuck is happening yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. And so... What does the news like to do? Dramatize. What is sports news going to do? Dramatize. Uh-huh. They're going to make money off of it if they, you know, freak out about it. Yeah. If Because everyone has to have a stance. That's, exactly. That's where it's at right now. It's people giving their opinions on shit. It's not as much about, you know, this happened and more mm-hmm. details to follow. It's people saying, well, this happened and that's awful and you know, whatever. Reactionary, yeah. And a good example of kind of what I was talking about with that specifically was like a few years ago when it was like the women's national championship in fo- in basketball, in football, <laughs> in basketball. And, and uh, one of the, I don't even remember who it was, but someone went viral for showing like, the weight room that the women had versus what the men had. Yeah. And it was just fucking bullshit, the shitty resources they had. And every everybody had a fucking take. There were people that were like, yeah, you know, it makes sense from the university perspective because uh, they have less resources to devote to a less revenue-gaining yeah. g- area. And there's also, like, the opposite in the spectrum where they're like, this is sexist, you know, how do you expect women's sports to excel if they aren't given proper resources? Yeah. It's crazy, man. Everyone has a fucking take about shit. I think just business perspective-wise, like, it's totally one of those, you know, realistically, you might not devote resources to it. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, from our perspective, from two dudes sitting yeah. on the fucking couch right now, we can be like, well, uh... In again, my mind, it's like, do they need different equipment? Why can't they just share equipment? That's another weird thing, because, like, when we having different locker rooms than men, it's like, why? For what? Meh. I guess it makes sense situationally, like, when, uh... There have been times where... The women play earlier in the day, and then the men play later in the day. Yeah. So uh, there They're might be some overlap, sort of time. But like the but weight also room or like, whatever, it's like you're you're telling me they can't fucking share a locker room. Yeah. Not they, sa- again. Not at the same time. But, but you know, you know like, like if there's not a game, yeah. For me, it's the weight room. It's literally like, do they need different workout equipment than the men? I I don't think so. No, they really don't. If that was the case, every Planet Fitness that you go into would be twice as large because they yeah. would have a women's the and women's men's. weights, and here's the men's weights. The women's weights are like kitty weights. Yeah, the they, soft ones. They're painted pink and have little flowers on them. Like, that does just sound insane that they're, yeah, does. That they're like, yeah, women's weight room, men's weight that's room. Like like, that's, that's like segregation. That's actually like, use these... Restrooms over there, women. I was like, like, God damn. Just thinking about it, it's like, for you what? actually wasted money. Even if it's still, like, shitty equipment for the women, you still wasted money. Yeah. Yeah. For having... As a guy on a couch, that's my take. Just let them share equipment. Also, as a guy from the couch, 
this is kind of what I was saying a second ago, before you made that very valid point about how weird that is. Just from our perspective, we don't care as much about the dollars and cents, and we see the billions of dollars that, again, this isn't really applicable to Louisville because the women's program is more successful than the men's program right now, Mm -hmm. even from a sales perspective. But if it's like, I don't know, University of Indiana, IU, you make billions of dollars as a fucking sports program. You can afford to pay the women the same you do as the men, even if it's not drawing in the same type of shit. Because you kind of want it to be equal opportunity because until that happens, it's not going to be as good of women's sports. I mean, they're never going to. I guess the other option is just like keep it a percentage. So, like, whatever contracted percentage from the income that the women's sport brings in goes to them, and it could be the same percentage for the men's, yeah, but, but it would equate from to a, different amounts from based a different off bag. of what they're actually bringing in. Yeah, for sure. Um, that would make sense. It'll be crazy to see like what it ends up being, because it's also one of those situations where it's you know literally never been done before, and so when like the first few universities make up contracts with people, that'll probably be what becomes the standardized contract for this kind of thing. And it's just going to start with football, but it'll definitely spread to other sports. I think it's interesting that other avenues have become a thing, like specifically with basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't go straight to the NBA from high school, even though a lot of the greats did that, like Kobe yeah. and LeBron. But now you can play... You can be 18 or even 17, fresh out of high school, and be like, okay, I'm going to play in the Australia Basketball Association. Yeah. And, and you can be like, even if you want to stay in America, you can be like, I'm going to play in the G League for a year. Because that's still like an NBA thing. Yeah. But it's just at a lower level, and they don't have the restriction of saying, hey, you got to you gotta Do wait a first, year. Yeah. You got to... For what? It's interesting that college sports are even still a thing with those other avenues where you do get paid to do it. Off the bat. I think part of it is uh, just like the fans that are built in. There are built-in fans for like a G League team. But there are for like, you know, hey, we're amateur basketball players for... Uh, University of Memphis, and it's like, I go to Memphis, let's yeah, get exactly. fucked up and go watch the basketball team, and then I can stumble home from there. Yeah. Like, that's the appeal of that. It's just a bunch of local. It's either college kids, or it's older people that once went to college there, and they're kind of reliving their youth. College sports is so interesting to me. Especially from, like... Our perspective, the Louisville perspective, yeah. where we don't even really have any pro teams near us. At all. It, it, so we just have to buy into whatever. You're either a Louisville fan or a Kentucky fan. All of Kentucky fan. is really like that. Are you ready? Four. Music time. Musical, musical, musical intermission. Sounds great. I got the song ready, too. Oh, he's ready. That was Bad News by Aaron Frazier. Never heard I had heard his voice on a song, but just didn't, like, notice it. It was just listed with other people, so I was like, maybe he's a producer or something Mm -hmm. like that. I love his voice, honestly. It's it's very unique. He's on fucking tour right now, and he's he's got two million monthly listeners. Damn. But... I mean, is look that, at this dude. He's just like, 
Is that small nowadays to have less than I mean, it, he's at almost three million, so I'd say he's decently big. Because it's just like, I haven't even fucking heard of bro. Yeah, facts. But I really like that. So he's from Los Angeles. He was raised in Baltimore. And yeah, he was on uh, co-lead vocalist and drummer. Interesting. For an uh, album with Duran Jones and the Indications in 2021. He released his solo debut album, so produced by Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys. Oh, I can hear that. That's really cool, honestly. Really unique. Um, let's see when he's started producing, though. So he just had a single come out. Uh, this was from 2021. This was his last album. He might have one coming out this year. That'd be sick. Um, was that what the song's from the debut? Yeah, and he's got a single back from twenty seventeen. So relatively old, not that old for us because we yeah. remember twenty seventeen like it was yesterday. But I mean, this song came out in twenty twenty one. It's you know, I like that it's got like he's got that you know classic kind of vocal range like there's definitely a point in time for soul music Absolutely. where hitting the that like higher pitch is really impressive and in tone with that style yeah but i also like that it's got sort of like a modern vibe and uh for the bridge like they do that sort of like grainy auto tune on his voice just subtly i didn't notice that so what's what's the line on the bridge. So it's when he's saying, I know I'm getting older, but the winter seems much colder than before. We should stop and see what you've been doing to me. I can't take much more. And it just, there's, That's they, he's more so speaking that instead of singing it. And he, it, there is just like this slight, like, you know, old recording graininess added to it, which is kind of cool. I like the like the little flute sounds in there too. Yeah, the the instrumental for sure is great, and I think that's the main part. I was listening through the album new. too. The whole that whole album's really good. Like very similar in style to this. I think this might be the most like lively song on here. Mm-hmm. Like this might be the only song on there that I would be like dancing to. Yeah, the rest is more of a a vibe. I'd say. Yeah. But yeah. Ooh. I don't know, I've been... Definitely funky. Yeah, and I'm glad to not be playing hip-hop on here for a week. For sure. Uh, yeah, I liked all the instruments and shit that you heard in there. Because it was keys and flute, yeah. and it was all sorts of shit. Whole-ass train. To me, yeah, the vocals do sound like they have that old school time kind of mm-hmm. feel to it, which I enjoy because I think just good classical songwriting is just underrated nowadays. I yeah, think. I think people are just used to hearing that shit old music and they're just like, well, you know, we're not getting too lyrically complicated or anything no, like that. Yeah. You know, it's just. You know, the the part that keeps every second of the song feeling unique is the instrumental. And the vocals are just, you know, there to tell a, a little story. Give a little little vibe to it. I do think that the black keys... I could uh, hear that for sure, yeah. Yeah, for now sure. That I'm, now that I know that. But they're kind of an old school band. But to They're me, a little more I, classical to me, style, yeah, I listen like, to them and it sounds like some contemporary shit yeah. just because of how good it is. No, that's really it, is that they do kind of just do what works, you know? I mean, they got, you know, banger after banger a lot of the time. They're huge. I mean, fucking 10.5 million monthly listeners starting back in, you know... 2004 with a single 2002 first album yeah I mean they started getting big I'd say you know 2010 
Really? It's that recent? I thought they might have been older than that. I'm just thinking of their... 2000s is pretty old. Well, and, you know, they fit in with, like, a whole style there. Yeah. I, I think of them as, like, Cage the Elephant. Uh-huh. Stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's, like, it's rock, and it's got that classic rock sound, but it's really alt-rock. Yeah, it's not... It's not fucking Metallica. Yeah. And not, you know, overly modern, either. It's the stuff that just ages well. For sure. Anything else to talk about? We got... I don't know. The, the Epstein island list... What do you think about all that? I was pissed that that came take? out the day after we dropped the last episode. I was like, fucking yeah. kill me because this is all the internet's going to be a buzz about for the next few days. I, I really didn't see a whole lot of interesting stuff from it. It, it really was like, oh, Trump was on it and Biden wasn't. Yeah, and but Bill Clinton. I think was that's really it. funny, but yeah, no, Bill Clinton's on there, and it's like okay. I feel like we definitely knew that Trump was on that bitch because there's all the pictures of and stuff with him. No, and the biggest thing we know for me, that Clinton was a creep. The biggest thing for me has to be fucking the whole Stephen Hawking like oh to my have God. <laughs> nude midgets. Trying to do complex equations on a chalkboard that was too big for them. Like, too high up for them. That is just the most fucked, could not make that shit up shit. And the fact that that's how we're starting this year, insane. Insane. Yeah, come on, Steven. I mean, just how sick do you have to be to be like, you know what I'm going to get off to? Fucking. That's got to be a meme. That, I don't think so. That's got to be a meme. I don't think that that really happened. I I, uh, I trust in you, Stephen. You have uh, trust. So, I do have some interesting. I feel like to say about that, but also, I think the whole finger pointing thing is bullshit. Yeah. Because like both sides are kind of being homers and just pointing out, you know, oh yeah. Trump's on the list. He's totally a rapist. Uh, yeah. Bill Clinton was just friends, though. He wasn't really. <laughs> Why don't we as a society come together and be like, all these people are assholes? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is it? My, my big thing on this really is just like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't idolize like human beings. You know? Yeah. Just like, except that, you know, the shit's fucked. And if somebody that you're a fan of is on that list... Jay-Z was on there. Yeah. Do what you will with that. But it doesn't mean that, like, you know... I We don't believe in cancel culture here, really. It's yeah. just one of those things that, like, they're famous. They'll still be famous. Yeah. It's not like anything is going to happen if there's no legal repercussions. So, here's... The court of public opinion can just, you know, some some booming goes only so far. Yeah. And people forget. Yeah. People people have the memories of fucking, you know, mice. But here's kind of what I want to pivot the conversation into. So I watched a documentary on the whole Epstein thing. Yeah. Because I felt like I didn't know a whole ton about it. And this was a couple weeks ago when the list was supposed to come out. And and they were just kind of talking about how the appeal of Epstein, he wasn't even really trying to be a sex trafficker, but really what it was was getting getting uh, pictures of, like, these powerful people with these little girls. Yeah. It gives him leverage over them, power over them, and that's why when... Uh, he got arrested the first time there was there was a call from fucking Washington saying yeah. you know give him a plea deal I mean only got like a year's worth of we got prison. fucking Leonardo DiCaprio on that list yeah that's you know that's that's another one where it's like is it that shocking cause he likes young women he does but, like young women but it's also like here's what the conversation is everyone on that list a pedophile? Probably not. Yeah, really. But 
It's just a record of who went there. It's not necessarily who partook in his sex ring. But does everyone there maybe know about it? Yes. Fucking absolutely. Is that just as bad as actually doing it? That's definitely some bystander shit. Absolutely. And if, if we're getting to that, then it's like, pretty sure Obama was on the list. I don't know if he was, because I feel like I would have seen it if he was. Uh, but I think, just to play devil's advocate, not saying that I necessarily agree with this, but arguably, I think that... Uh, here, let me choose my words very carefully when I'm talking about child sex trafficking. Arguably, if Epstein's so powerful and he has all these friends in all these high places... Do you really want to cross that guy? Do you really want to put your career and really even your life at risk to expose this? Mm -hmm. Or do you just kind of want to, you know, step aside from it and hope uh, hope that someone eventually, somewhere the truth eventually comes out, which it did. That's shooting crazy bail, I know. Yeah. That's shooting crazy bail when I say that out loud. I mean, I'm not... Like I said, it's definitely some bystander shit. Because you could definitely have your reasons to not say anything, if you know. And I'm sure it's kept under decently tight wraps for something that went on for so long. And with so many, you know, prolific people on there. Like, surely it was hush-hush and maybe... You heard a rumor, but you didn't see anything. You know, in which case, there's more of this discussion with yourself of, well, I just heard something, and, you know, I would hate to ruin somebody's fucking life so, with an accusation about something like that that I didn't even see. I just heard something. That's valid, too. And another thing, I think that when you are in that elite, I think that probably goes on more than... That we, yeah, we think, yeah. Like with the whole Weinstein thing, exactly. when he went down, everyone was kind of saying that it this was has been kind going of on forever. an industry thing that people just kind of knew yeah. about. If there's a hundred motherfuckers that you know that you hear about acting on shit, what's it's not your responsibility as like some washed up A list actor to be like Epstein and. Weinstein and yeah. all the Steens. <laughs> yeah, literally. They were being fucking creeps, and you should get them. Another thing that would do, maybe, is if you come out and say that just outright, then the court of public opinion has come for you. They're like, why were you on his island? Then? What yeah. were you there for? How do you even know exactly. about this if you weren't so that, that, fucking children? But that mindset also leads to maybe they're all fucking guilty. Maybe the reason nobody said anything was because everybody's got something on everybody else. Pizzagate turned out to be real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like QAnon's been saying for years. I do think they just, it's crazy They're just that fucking drinking blood and shit out there. I do think it's crazy that that's been a conspiracy theory for so long. That all the, you know, quote-unquote elites just drink the blood of children and crazy shit and fuck whoever they want and participate in sex trafficking and stuff. Because a lot of that probably does go on behind the scenes. Think about how much goes on that we don't know about. Literally. But I do think, like, as big of an operation as Epstein had, it was inevitable that it all came out to the surface at some point. Bigger they are, harder they fall type shit. Because if you have a thousand victims... Yeah. You expect every single one of them to just uh, work for you and for the brainwashing to work and for the threats to work uh, one, 100% of the time. Yeah, Even facts. if it's 99.9999% of the time, there's still going to be one person that leaks to the public, says, hey, that's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, shit went down, yeah. Because it's just the arrogance to think that I'm not going to get caught for this because I have friends in high places and... Shit, this is a proof that they can only protect you for so long. They fucking kill them. Yeah. Maybe. Probably. Potentially. Probably. And in the documentary... I know of suicide when I see one. In the documentary, the the lawyer who was prosecuting him was like, 
yep, he just knew that the jig was up, and <sighs> and so he just decided to kill himself. It's like, come sure, on, buddy, come sure. on. The reason that doesn't make sense is because he fucking got away with it before. Yeah, literally. He's literally gotten away with it already. So just for it to be like, uh, you know, he thought that there was no hope. Why wasn't there any help? Hope he has fucking friends in Washington. Yeah, he literally. has friends everywhere. He has friends in different countries that if he was able to uh, flee the country, he would be safe. He would forever. have been straight. Yeah, he would have been safe forever. Crazy man. What do you make of all that, man? That man was definitely murked. Ain't no suicide. I definitely think that he could have gotten away with it. That's why I don't think that that is the case. I I definitely think that it's just like why it didn't come out for so long is that everybody has shit on everybody else in that sort of class. Yeah. You know? Like that's how you maintain leverage that's fucking on your crazy. own shit is by having shit on other people. And that is kind of why, going back to what you said at the very beginning, maybe that's why you Black don't just... easier than paying people off, you know? Maybe that's why you don't idolize people that you don't even fucking know. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because then it's like, oh, my favorite actor, Leonardo DiCaprio, is on the Lolita Express in, you know, no. <laughs> Then you're making defenses for someone that you do not know. Literally. And could be a fucking child molester. So you're making fucking excuses for a potential child molester. Because that's what that does when you're really good at acting like somebody else on a TV screen. Or you're really good at catching a ball. Or you're really good at throwing a ball. Yeah. Stan culture. Stan culture is the problem with America. I would agree. We have to exterminate the stands. And no then celebrities. We'll be back. That's really how yeah. I feel about it. It's just, just like just drop a nuke on Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Honestly, though, if I was a foreign power, that might be one of the first places I I t- check off on the list. I'm like, yes. That's the media, you know, center for the whole United States. Take that out, and what do we have to fucking? Everybody we- would actually lose their minds. Because nobody would care if you fucking blew up a military base or some politicians, but yeah. the general public would freak. Yeah, they'd blow up the White House and we're all just like, eh. <laughs> but blow up the goddamn Hollywood sign. Oh my god. Like in fucking Mars Attacks. <laughs> I mean, it's, it for me it's like how people like worship the queen and shit like that, you know? Where it's just like, none of them are famous for any real important reason. Yeah. You just like them. Yeah. For no reason. For no real reason either. You saw them in a thing, you're like, they were funny. And a lot of times it's not even that they were funny. They were given funny lines, things to say in a funny way. And we're like, haha, yes. Funny Chris Pratt. Speaking of people that, you know, shouldn't be stands. Who? Chris Pratt. Shouldn't be stands of Chris Pratt. Yeah. Why not? He's definitely one of those, like, famous people that just is like, yeah, I'm famous and I can tell you my opinions and act like they matter. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, shut up. I want to see you in a movie, not, like, hear your take. Yeah, fuck your take. Bad (laughs) takes, Chris Pratt. For shame. Who would you freak out if you saw that they were on the island list? I did see a fake Epstein list. I did too. I think that's why I saw Obama. And uh, it had fucking Donovan Mitchell on it. And I was like, no! The fake one I saw also had Oprah on it. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. Oprah got cleared, which is good. Which makes me happy. Because that gives me some faith in humanity. That would just destroy... America's moral compass. Yeah. If we, Oprah was on that we don't list. have Oprah impressed, then what do we, we have? have? <laughs> oh my god. That's too real, honestly. Oh my god. Shit. Who, who else? I mean, for me, Stephen Hawking was a shocker. I don't even really believe that. I do. I know he's on the list, but I don't... Yeah, that could be a thing where, like... 
they they're trying just to distract. Uh, I've seen a, a lot of stuff that's saying like this whole thing is to distract from the fact that it's fucking election year. Why would that distract from that? Like people don't want people. They will say they. Classic they. They don't want they don't us. Wanna see me win. You know they don't want to see us thinking about politics. They want us in outrage over something irrelevant, well, so yeah. that we're not thinking about politics. That's always been kind of the method for control of pitting people against each other. But if that's what they were trying to do, that seems like a counterproductive way to do it because that makes you think about the election that Donald Trump's on there and he's going to be... I mean, that man's getting removed from uh, polls. So there are a few states he won't even be able to have a chance again. Not necessarily. If... If everyone just fucking white writes them in, that would be insane. I mean, it's possible the the Republicans in those states aren't just going to be like, well, I guess. Do I'll you think just they're literate for... enough? They said, "I got to do more than filling in a bubble." I ain't sure it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I like Trump, but not that much. <laughs> not enough to write his full name. Do they you... they probably don't even know. They'll just be like Trump, and I'll be like, okay, but. Like, give yeah. me his Melania, legal name. You're talking about Melania Trump? Baron. You're talking about Baron, but... Baron Trump. <laughs> are you talking about the stupid one? The kid? <laughs> oh, my God. You gotta write in Donald J. Trump. Otherwise, exactly. it's, it's invalid. <laughs> exactly. No, that would actually happen, though. Like, so many motherfuckers would just go in there and write Trump. And it, it's like, no, we need that full government. Can we write in Harambe again? Because what would happen if we elect Harambe? I was going to say, what's... Is that just a vote of no confidence in the government? Yes. That we vote for someone who... The fact that I'm looking at a gorilla picture right now. Hi, Harambe. No, for me, I was going to say, what's the most outrageous thing? Just start voting for dead people. Just like, I want so-and-so's ghost as president. I'm voting for George Washington. George Washington's ghost. I think after he left, after he said farewell... Shit hasn't been the same since. Shit, never been the same. I, honestly, though, definitely just one of the founding fathers just to be like, yeah, y'all totally don't understand the Constitution. Get the real takes. That would be crazy because... because it, Nobody it, knows. It's if just Thomas all Jefferson was saying that, he'd be able to be like, I wrote the shit, god damn it. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I meant. Wrote the book on it, literally. And... Thomas Jefferson was a little bit of a pansy, which I think is funny. That he was just literally a francophile. He he was basically a weeb before it was a thing, before it was popular. But yeah. With French people. With French people. With France. A French weeb. With France culture. A yes. French weeb. Yes. I feel like that there are he, still probably people like that to this day. What, francophiles? Yeah. Yeah. French stands? I'm sure there are. That, that one person that can't stop about talking about the one time that they went to Paris. Oh, it was so beautiful. Obsessed with France. Grow up. Yeah, it's also like Paris isn't supposed to be the best place to visit. It's just where the tourists go, but it's like... Yeah, I'd love to go to like the French countryside. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool. I was watching Anthony Bourdain, and he was in uh, Lyon, France, and it is it seems like a more chill kind of place. That's where my grandpa lives. Oh, why? I have no relatives that I know of that live there. Not saying that they're not there. You need to do that 23andMe and just see where uh, your long-lost relatives in France are and just go pull up. I do have uh, a cousin that lives in Norway. That's cool. Straight up Norwegian. Cousin Carly. Just go to Norway. I could. That'd be sick. She's an interesting lady. (laughs) What? She's very strange. A mysterious. She's, she's quite odd. She sends us Christmas cards. Bro. Oh my god. But that's the only reason why we know that she's fucking odd. She tracks y'all down. I wonder if she listens. <gasps> if I check the geotag on and the there's RSS one in Norway, feed, and there's just one listed for Norway, I'd be like, oh, I know who that is. That would be wild. I'm trying to go to jail in Norway. <laughs> I-, I have heard. It sounds wonderful. It does sound wonderful. They believe in rehabilitation, not punishment. It's crazy. What if that's just uh, what I do instead of getting a job in 
work here for the rest of my just life. Just go if get I arrested just, in Norway. If I just go to Norway and I shoot someone. I mean, hell. And I just take my happen. feet up and have Wi-Fi you and get, listen to podcasts. You get me. life. And I, you I just, to, you're just chilling on an island for the rest of your life. I listen to Preston's version of the podcast yeah, while solo. I'm locked away. I couldn't do it solo. You would you would find a successor. You would do it with uh you would do it with fucking I'm trying Pierce. to think of a outlandish name. Pierce would actually be I would my go to. I would uh it would be Preston and Nathan <laughs> on the show together. No, it would be it would be uh Preston and Josiah. Oh my god, the, Josiah. The new highly suspicious. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I would definitely listen to that while I was in prison. It had nothing else to do. Just vibing. I would do it. They could rehabilitate me. I'm my mind is open to being changed from being a violent sociopath. Do you think that's a misguided approach? What? The rehabilitation angle. Because I think the American justice system is flawed too. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know how much you could really rehabilitate. Depends on the crime, I'd say. I feel like if you treat them for, like, mental health, I think that would be one thing. Well, that's part of what they do. Yeah. They establish, you know, healthy routines and give people responsibility. And part of what they, like, why they do that is just having a routine uh, something helps, to do. you know, your mindset. And, yeah, having something to do, you know, gives you something to focus on, takes your mind off of, you know, your murderous rage, for example, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing laundry, so I can't think about killing people right now. Yeah. You know, and they're removing them from society, and sometimes for people, it is that just not fitting into society is part of the problem. Yeah, being just an outcast. So that's my plan after college. Uh, Norway, baby. Here, Here's a family feud meme where the question is, any big plans after college? Oh my god. <laughs> it was on the board. I love that Thought show, about honestly. killing myself. I love Steve Harvey. He's so funny. Icon. If he was on the list, I'd lose it. I would say no. <laughs> Cap. The whole list. Trash. There's no way. Alright. Yeah. That's a whole different list. That was... Thank you all for listening to this season with us. We'll be back in a few weeks a few weeks when the death star is fully operational mostly operational right that's what i said usable i hope no rebels are around find our weak spot yeah because it's there it is totally there the big hole in the ceiling maybe possibly (laughs) they'll just drop in on us on the first episode fuck be back in a while bye